Live from Stay Busy Nationwide, we coast to coast, baby. It's Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. I am your host, Armand Sadler, a.k.a. Vegan Chorizo Poppy, a.k.a. founder of Bald Nigga Ballers, a.k.a. the man with the most incredible mac and cheese on this side of America, the other side of America, the South, the North. Y'all could go check them Germans, check them Africans, <laughs> check them people in Antarctica, and my mac and cheese is still better than all of them i'm here i'm not here alone we stay busy nationwide nick is on one one side of the world our guest is on not the world the country our guest is elsewhere but you know we actually no 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 nick is in yeah anyways yeah i'm in i'm in the east time zone right now you know what i'm saying uh how y'all doing nick early executive producer co-host and stay busy we i think we're we're coming off of last week's food so that's why you, you leaned in heavy this week with the introduction and talking about your mac and cheese and that it is, in addition it's fantastic. It is that fantastic. in addition to we're coming off of thanksgiving you of know course, what I'm saying? Of course. and you know i had to bless the family with what i do best the armon mac you know that the armon mac man you should honestly i i would tell you, you should the week of of thanksgiving next year you should start selling like you should bro make- that's what i was trying to do with my ig story i was like yo if anyone got any needs hit me you know i'm you know like a couple people were like oh i'll taste test i'm like i don't want you to taste no, test no no you can be like i'm selling mac. <laughs> i want you to commission me to I'm, bless I'm, your family i'm selling mac what's good that's yeah what but you know it is what it is but, but you're good man everything straight man it was a great just um I'm, you know and it's a weird like turnaround for me it's like all my my parents and my sister are all born in November, but my mom is the twenty fourth, my sister is the thirtieth, mm-hmm. so it's like a quick turnaround. And then I'm you know I'm the fifth, so like all of our birthdays happen in this kind of like six week span. So it's, yeah. it's a lot. It's pretty fun though. But I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing well. Need that break. Get out the city. You know. What yes, I'm saying? sir. It's, need to see something else. See some trees. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy for you, my brother. Um, And this is a special episode because this is our first edition of Stay Busy Nationwide, Stay Busy Coast to Coast. We are here. Naturally, we would be in HMD, but the guest that we have is so dope that we had to come back to our Zoom roots and get him to join us in a different time zone and pull up. So let let me read this bio to y'all. And actually, it's funny. Nick is currently near where our guest is originally from. So Born in Norfolk, Virginia, this man is a multi-hyphenate who has used his passions and skills to be a powerful voice in every industry that he's worked in, with editorial and marketing work for brands like Complex Magazine, The Hundreds, Red Bull, and Universal Music Group. As a graduate from Virginia Commonwealth University with a Bachelor of Arts degree in print journalism and marketing, he amassed a plethora of notable work, building dynamic campaigns and producing content that moves the needle. But even with his achievements, his most notable is leading his own podcast network, 
one that I'm a part of, RNC Radio Live, which provides an outlet for Black creators to talk about anything within the pop culture sphere. That's wrestling, anime, movies, TV. Well, like literally whatever you want to talk about, RNC probably has a show for it. Um, not to mention that the A Show Network, the Wrestling Network, is a top 100 uh, wrestling network. And uh, in, 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 yeah, it's <laughs> you know, you know, just, just saying. <laughs> but calling this man my big brother is a Swiss Army knife. Maybe underselling the efforts and value he brings to everything that he does. His story is an example of just how far hard work, determination, and time it can get you. So happy to have this guy here, my big brother, a mentor of mine, someone I look up to extremely. J Five, aka Justin Davis. How you feeling, my brother? And you put me over. Put me over. <laughs> I, I need you to. I need you to do that whenever I walk into a room. At, from now on, you know, like I, I, got I, you. I need that. I need that. You put me, no. Thank you. This is, um, you know, I, I, I met Armand about two years ago. Yeah. Digital, digitally, of course, but yeah. you know, and and you know, I, he, I, I met you through Cam. You know, Cameron Hay, who, yeah. um, who was like, you know, someone who was super close to me, and you know, I, I love him to death. That's like my little brother. Yeah. as well and you know I, I was like you know if if you know you fuck with them then i fuck with them. you know yeah. and, and so i immediately started being like okay i need you then you know i started yeah. giving this guy work yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean i start because that's my thing i i love the, I, I love when i love seeing niggas get money <laughs> like i love it more than like i love getting it you know what i'm saying and like i love i love when people win i love being able to to have people get get bylines and cut checks because i know how hard it is and you know our mind was, was always someone who I wanted to make sure it was good because Cam said it needed to be good. And then our, their relationship grew from there. So, you know, anytime this guy needs me, you know, I'm going to be there, you know, if I can be there, but you know, I'm, I'm always here and it's a blessing and an honor to be on the show. I've been asked to do more podcasts this year than anything. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I feel like people are, fr- I always say, I feel like people are afraid to talk to me and I don't know why. You have a very strong personality and, and, you know, and some people can't handle that, it, but like you, you stand on what you believe in and, and, some people hate the truth. I've told you that before. Like when random people in wrestling Twitter give you shit, like some people just hate the truth and you're a very truthful person. So that's just something that people can't digest, but I appreciate it. Cause sometimes you, you help me to be like, all right, you know what? That's, that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's some bullshit. <laughs> as, as you say that I literally tweeted somebody and they were trying to like argue about something about AEW. I'm saying, I don't care. <laughs> I, mean, like, I legitimately don't care like, i'm not go- I, I said like twice i'm not going back and forth you know yeah. what I'm like I, I don't care but, like that's just you know just how i am I, i've always i've always been honest i come from the era of i hate to sound i'm like aging myself but like mm. i come from an era where it was like way wilder than it is now i'm glad that it is where it is now like a lot of people yeah. are like i wish i could say this i miss the blog era i miss all this shit i don't miss that shit because it mm. was it you know i wasn't making money <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i wasn't making money then like mm-hmm. you should never you, i feel like to, to a lot of people on the internet like the hustle outweighs the means you know what i'm saying it's like that's not that's not it when yeah. i was doing complex and shit i was i was making what i thought was a lot of money till i found out what real money was i wasn't making no money then you know mm-hmm. what i mean so mm-hmm. like at the end of the day like i come from that era and i'm glad it, it's set where it's at now and i'm yeah. glad that that you know people have, have made their money but i'm also glad that i can still see like where people have gone wrong and be like listen i'm not going back and forth with you like I didn't see all of this before. I, I seen you. Exactly. I live my best life. You know what I mean? I'm there you not go. More. You know, the internet stuff is, ugh. you know, it's. There we go. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're honored to have you here. We're going to get into all of it. Um, but of course, we want to shout out our listeners tapping back in for season three. Whether you like Shake Shack or Five Guys, 
hash browns or home fries. Okay. Gravy or sauce and kelp or sea moss. Now let's let's let's, let's 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 go to that Shake Shack or Five Guys. J Five, what you feeling? Shake Shack or Five Guys? Shake Shack, Shake Shack all day long. Uh, was never a big fan of the of the Five Guys fries. Mm. Um, also, wow. Five Guys. We when I was at VCU, we had Five Guys was like the thing, right? So mm-hmm. VCU that was like what you spent your money on because it was so damn expensive. It was nine dollars for a burger, like fourteen for a combo. That's where you take the shorty out in a day it was like right on the street because like in vcu is in richmond so it's like it's it's the whole city so like when you had a girl in the in the, in the five guys in the window people would see you in the five guys like oh that's that nigga right there like you know that was that was a big thing back in the day so like that that was it but like when you get older you're like damn this burger is greasy as fuck is very i get you know i clog my arteries when i eat it i don't i don't fuck with it Shake Shack got just way more options to me. I, I like re- recently I've been fucking with the chicken shack sandwiches and stuff like that. Like, I love that, and I love yeah. the lemonade too. So the lemonade, the lemonade goes crazy. Yeah. So I I gotta say Shake Shack, even though like I I gotta I had to peel back from like dairy in general, and the Shake Shack burger has so much cheese, so I had to scale back and go straight to the chicken. So it is what it is. I feel you. I feel you. That, that's fair. And it's fair. I I appreciate Shake Shack what they bring to the table. You know, truthfully. So I'm from the West Coast originally. So I'm an in and out habit guy through and through. Like those I like my, those those are burgers I grew up on. Can I can I say my can I say a hot take since we can we can take the habits of better in and out? No, I'm neither of them. Neither of them. You know, you, you know what those? All yeah. right. All right. Tommy's All right. Tommy's Tommy, no, but see, here's the thing. Tommy's is one of those things that's like if you're not from LA, you'll never know what Tommy's is. Bro. So I, it, it makes my list when I talk about like LA yeah. burgers. Tommy's got to be on your LA burger list. Absolutely. But for people who don't know, like I say that the bigger ones, like most people that don't even know what the habit is, but like. Here's my thing. If you go going to motherfucking LA and people telling you to go to In-N-Out, how about you go a little bit further up the street into maybe a, maybe a little sketchy, little sketchier neighborhood. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Go to Tommy's. Tommy's just make sure is a slapper. Just don't get the goddamn chili on the burger. What? I don't fuck with that at all. Hell no. That's bro. why you go to Tommy's. Bro, Uh-oh. I get to California. I get to California. No, no. We go to Tommy's for the chili burger. I can't That's fuck what with the get, chili, bro. bro. I can't fuck with the chili, bro. I, really? Okay. Yeah, uh-uh. I you don't want do the bubble gut. You don't want the bubble gut. I feel you, bro. But that's why you need <laughs> bubble. The guts might bubble, bro. <laughs> exactly. These motherfuckers will put the chili on the fries, chili on the motherfucking burger. Bruh, I can't do it, bro. That's what we do. You get me and my dad. We will go to Tommy's, bro. Get both get a burger and split the chili cheese fries. Come on, bro. I'm I'm picky. That's, that's something my fiance absolutely hates. I'm super picky. I'm a, super, I'm a picky eater, y'all. I'm picky. I'm a five. I'm gonna say five guys just because like I want burgers, but I do like how Shake Shack has a bunch of options. Yeah. Um, but I prefer five guys. Like if you're just talking just burgers and fries. I prefer that. And I think also the reason why I like five guys, because you the first thing Justin said he didn't like the fries. I hate Shake Shack's fries because I'm like, these are orida fries. Like these yeah. are crinkle cut orida yeah. fries. Like I could get these from anywhere. The reason why I like five guys and the reason why I like In N Out is because it's literally potato and oil and salt. And that's mm. it. I love the the natural part of it. And like, they say, Oh, it's it's directly from Idaho today or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh hash browns or home fries. Well, what we feeling? Home fries. <sighs> Depends on the the the, the day. What's there's, on what's on the plate? What else is on the plate? There, there's a there's this restaurant breakfast restaurant out here called the Omelet Inn, mm-hmm. and their home fries have cut up uh, cilantro. They have cut up scallions on it. They have mm. seasoning. Yeah, all this stuff. 
when you put that into a into home fry and listen, I I cook. I consider myself kind of like low key a cook. Bro, this is the second that, episode. We can cook it. <laughs> I need that. I need that flavorfulness, and right. I feel like you can you can get kind of wild with hash browns, but only really kind of like in a scramble. With the home fries, that could go that could go next to the scramble. You could you could mix it in, all of that stuff. I I think that like hash browns is like real low effort to me. <laughs> like home fries, you gotta really do a lot. So I, I pick home fries. No, I feel that. I feel that. Home fries, I think you never really see a dressed up hash brown. But yeah. you, you will see dressed, you can see basic home fries, but you will see also dressed up home fries. And the ones with yeah. like, you know, like the onions and the peppers and a little bit of uh, seasoning and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I'll probably go with home fries too, but I love hash browns, but I'll go with home fries. Absolutely. Gravy or sauce? Oh, sauce is pretty uh, broad. It is broad, yeah. But I'll probably say gravy because I think of like steaks, I think of like jus. Or like I think of like um, you know any sort of cooked meat and just like the drippings of anything like that is going to be more of a gravy than it is a sauce. You can make sauces out of those, but I'll just go with gravy. I go with gravy too. I'm a country nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for our our health conscious, healthy people out here, kelp or sea moss? Sea moss, bro. It, it's kind of similar, but sea moss has more. Mm. Neither. I'm not healthy yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> personally, personally, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say kelp, I guess. But yeah, I'm not fully there yet. Not fully there. Okay, cool. Great, great uh, side episode of <laughs> Stay Busy in Our Stomachs. Um, we want to <laughs> shout out our VP of everything, Kieran Hurley, holding it down on the Zoom. Uh, shout out our distribution platform, Anchor. If you do not know Anchor, we'll distribute your podcast for free to all streaming platforms and you get some sponsor ads regardless of your listenership let's jump right into this chat um news announced that juice world's uh estate juice world's label will be dropping another posthumous album uh titled fighting demons coming december 10th um now juice world's last posthumous album legends never died commercially did incredibly well seemingly his fans were pretty happy with it um, and we know that his family has said that he's been sitting on a lot of music that they want to get to the people. So being that the Juice World situation is a bit different than the Pop Smoke situation or the the Lil Peep situation, I think this will go over a bit well. Now, uh, J5, you've been pretty uh, vocal about your feelings towards posthumous albums, mainly within the Pop Smoke arena. I know you didn't really like Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, this most recent one. You might have liked a little better, but still, it's just like, and I'm, I, I completely feel you on that. So I guess your feelings on Juice World, and then just generally like posthumous albums, like what, what are your thoughts on all this? I, I respect that his estate is way more hands-on with it, and it feels like it is more organic. The, my, my view on posthumous album is that, like I said, they're going to come. Yeah. <laughs> like someone's got to eat. His family's got to eat. Would you rather them not eat if this doesn't come out? You don't have to listen to it. All of his other music is literally still there. Like, you know, rest in peace to Young Dolph. Like, I'm sure he's going to have something coming soon. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's going to help feed all of his children. You know, and that's why if you really care, you should support it. If you don't, listen to his old music. He owns his master's. Listen but to his that's own the case. That's yeah. the case where, like, it will support him, you know. Exactly. Like, he owns his master's. But it's like for every other artist, what can we really say? You know, pop is different. Pop is pop is weird. I don't know like what that contract looked like. It seemed to me when you put Dior on the same thing three times, then that's definitely telling of like where 
where he was at yeah. contract wise. You know, he was literally yeah. on his first contract. He probably got so much publishing and royalties off of Dior. That's why they put it on there three times. That's usually what that means when yeah. they, when when it's on there. He's, he's he, that's probably the one song he owns. Yeah. So with with Juice World, I don't know the benefit. You know, I don't know what's up with that. I'm pretty sure they're being broken up pretty well. You know, I haven't listened to any of his posthumous albums, um, but I I think that you know what's what's cool is that the rollout for this is lining up with the hbo show i, I, I kind of think of things multi-layer like the hbo shows uh coming out the bill simmons produced documentaries that they have on like dmx which they completed before he passed away yeah. uh and juice world which they completed like earlier this year with will line up perfectly with this album so i think it's a perfect time to, to bring it out if they want to if this you know documentary ends up being as good as like the woodstock documentary that they did also earlier this year yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm definitely looking forward to hearing it. I was a big fan of Juice for while he was here. Um, definitely sad to see him gone. But again, like you said, happy that his estate is involved, happy that they're being broken off and they have a more hands-on experience than anyone else's families. Um, I actually put out an article today on Consequence for those who got to see it. Um, yeah, yeah, dope. We're really, really dope. Congrats. Thank Congrats, you. Congrats, thank you, my man. Thank I'm you. Talking thank about- you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, yeah, I spent spent months writing that. Actually, it's funny. The the woman, the editor there, Gab, shout out to her. She interviewed me for a, bill, a billboard internship years ago. And then she hit me up years later, like, hey, I've been keeping up with your work and I would love for you to write this for us. And I was like, oh, that's, that's dope. Like to see things come around because the billboard internship didn't work out. But as I saw, I still got the byline there. Then I got the consequence uh-huh. byline. So things work on their own time. But yeah, I've, I've spent months like really getting into the mindset of these posthumous releases, DMXs, MF Dooms, Lil Peeps, Triple um, X Tentacion's, of course, Pop Smokes, of course, Mac Miller's and we, there's good examples, there's bad examples, and there's everything in, in between. And it seems like Juice World's team is leaning towards the good side. So uh, definitely looking forward to fighting demons. I know it's going to mean a lot to his fan base. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. Now, some more general conversation. J5, I want to ask you, man, like your album or albums of the year. Now, for me, I, I, I've kind of found a cheat code in this. I've said my rap album of the year, my R&B album of the year, my pop album of the year. So however you want to do it, if you want to split it up by genre, if you want to talk j- just one overarching album of the year. Ooh, I, I never, I was just talking to Mark, Mark Cameron, uh, my close, close friend, my, my pal. Shout out Mark. We've been having a lot of, <clears throat> we debate all the time, but I always get on his nerves. But um. <laughs> I, I never split. Mm. I never split. Everything goes in. If there's a rock album, I really love that year that goes in there. If there, you know, last year was tough. This year I was saying it's easy. It's easy for me this year. It was a lot of stuff. I don't have an order. Mm. I think I have a five, but I don't have an order. So obviously punk is up there. Um, And remember last year I did this. I didn't put an order this year. I'm gonna put an order just to piss people off because I just (laughs) want to do it. Uh, So punk is up there. Mariah the Side since Rai Rai World is up there. Fantastic. Listen, I've been yelling from the from the mountaintops to listen to that album. It deserves way more love. It is it is virtual. You know, she's a virtual so like that is no skips. Period. Wait, who is this? Mariah the Scientist? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic album. Like I'm <laughs> I'm into it's the songwriting. The songwriting to me yeah. is very much it, it's R&B but it has a, a a slant of like the um fka type of like very self-depreciating it's always about how she loses and takes l's like every single song is about the l's she's taken in in love and and i thought i think that's that's pretty dope summer walker's generational this year that that would be one of one of my up there um 
Nas, Streets Disciple, uh, Streets Disciple 2. Um, or not, uh, King's, yeah, King's Disease. Disciple. <laughs> King's Disease. I'm sorry, I'm old. Yeah, uh, up. that's up there as well. What would be my final, my, my number five? My number five. That's a lot. Hold on, let me check my Spotify real quick. <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff that, that's come out that, that it's like, this is easy. Florin 2. Yeah. Florin 2. Florin 2. That's my, I just saw him last night and, um, I was just telling him, uh, bro. Like I was literally telling him, like it was ambition, and then it was this one. Mm. Those are my two for you, and and you know he he appreciated. Like it was funny. Like last year he played a lot of these songs, um, for me and Josh, and we were like, you got to keep that, you got to keep that, you got to keep that. If you keep those, it'll be my favorite album tops. He mm. kept all the he kept all the records except like maybe two, mm. and I was like, I told you if you put these records out, it's gonna be it's gonna be the best one you ever put out. So like you know he he was he was super you know he was super plugged in and he was just really confident and that's what I love about the album. But if if I had to add another one right now, I I just scroll past it. Um, literally just scroll past this album. If I had to put it up there, I'll put Planet Her. Planet Her, Doja. yeah, okay. strong project. Doja, project. Doja's generational. I, I think I think the ladies, the ladies and and Thug are gonna run run this because slime season, uh, slime uh, slime language two is definitely on my shit too. Yeah. So that's seven. The last three got to kind of work it out. But those are those are my seven right now. Like I listen to those all year. All really year. quick, really quick. While we're on the conversation of of Wale, I want to. We've been taking this question. We've been asking the different people because it came up like two episodes ago. Well, how do you describe his signature sound sonically? Not his subject matter, but like the types of beats. Like, what is a Wale type beat to you? How would you describe that? A Wale type beat. I look at like Black and Gold. I look at I look at the song with with Justice. I look at him, and we talked about this too. Is like we, I looked at him like breaking. You know what I love about Wale's music is that he he kind of breaks genres and he okay. raps over stuff that no other rap or no other rappers do. I don't hear that enough. We still don't hear that enough. No one would would jump on a Justice track he would do that shit. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's what I always loved about him. Even when I was back in college, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and, and he had just come out, you know, we, I'm in Richmond DMV was going to my school, all those people, you know, they were all excited for him. And, and, you know, you had those beats, but then he could hop on a Nike boot and he could hop on uh, you know, no hands. Like he's, he's so people like don't, and they sleep on this about him is that he's, he's like a chameleon. He could go, he could do anything. You know, I I've heard him on beats that you know songs that have never come out that sound incredible yeah. but people wouldn't they they wouldn't understand it you know what i mean like the, he he really can shape his flow to anything and that's why i think he's definitely one of the, the best rappers like of the generation period you know mm-hmm. like and that's not just because you know i know him that's just that's honest shit i felt that way before i even knew him so yeah now we were speaking about um what maybe we we're just you know speculating about what are the the situations of you know we talk about like you said the generation Wale is obviously needs to be in that conversation every time, but it seems as if people are like, oh yeah, Wale, like they try to leave him out of the conversation and we're trying to get to the root of that. And we kind of do this like, is it a lack of a signature sound in the production? Not his, his, not his poetry, not his, his subject matter, because I think that stuff is very much so airtight, but it's like, because is he a chameleon, does that not work in his favor when it talks about people remembering him as putting keeping him in the conversation at all times i think i I think that i think that hurts drake thug and future way more than that hurts wale Mm -hmm. he's he's been around and been able to be on rhythmic been on or you know urban charts he's been able to he's 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 been grammy nominated before 
I think what people get twisted is their emotional investment in the things that he does outside of the music. And I think that's unfair. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it, it is, you know, it is definitely a, a situation where we, if you look outside of all of the stuff that doesn't really matter in the first place, you know what I mean? Like there are way bigger assholes, you know what I mean? <laughs> that you call assholes, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he is one, but you know, like there, there's way bigger assholes in the world that you could be like, they're not even talented to be even talking that shit. He is, right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think, I think a mean, like he got caught into a meme really early, which is very weird that that followed him so long. Yeah. And it's fucked up that I followed him so long because he ended up putting out some of his best projects after that shit followed him. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's a lack of a signature sound. I would say that it's definitely emotional investment that people have some, this has been grandfathered for, for years, which doesn't yeah. make sense to me. There are people that do way worse shit to him. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and get, and get way less scrutiny for it. And I, I think sound wise that hurts those three guys to me. Like look at the Grammys, Drake future and thug, right? They got nominated for one fucking song. Future's on his, what, th- second or third Grammy nomination? And he's been around for a decade? Yeah. Thug's been around almost seven, eight years. This is maybe his, his third one. He won one, yeah, but this it was a feature. Never yeah. himself, never solo. And Drake, who somehow gets best rap album nomination, but not album of the year? Doesn't that strike people a little odd? Like, the Grammys never know how. And, and I think that's the industry at large. They don't know how to, you know resolve or consolidate these acts into what they should be in they're not contemporary they're, they're contemporary rap but there's no you know what i'm saying there's no real there's no real you know demographic for it or if yeah. anything wale is like the rapper's rapper mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he is the guy that should be in the same categories as j cole they just don't they don't you know they don't they don't put him there and i, I think it's crazy i think i think it's pretty crazy yeah i think that's showing your work right there <laughs> yeah yeah no i think a lot of people would agree and i'm glad that you you brought that honesty here um, speaking of Thug, this is kind of a wrestling question. J5 is a big wrestling guy, if y'all didn't know that. Um, who would you say is the young thug of the WWE? Reggie. Reginald? Reginald. <laughs> I Reginald. love that. I Reginald. love that. Reginald explain that for people who don't watch. <laughs> Reginald is a guy who who you know came into WWE with a Cirque du Soleil background. He's, he's, he's actually like real life a crip. You know, he, he, he has like a different way of dress. He's, 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 he's different. He's completely different. Like when we first saw him, we were like, what? Uh, you know, cause he was like the valet for a, you know, a white wrestler, you know, yeah, a white okay. woman wrestler. And people were like, what, what the hell? But then you can start to see that there's layers to his, his, his talent that we never saw before. I, I, I know you remember uh, Armand the first day he did a flip or he was doing those flips and shit. We were like, whoa, we were just like, we didn't even know it. Like, and the way they booked that was so great because like, you never, you know, we would have never known that he could do any of that stuff. And I think that he yeah. provided some really great moments. And I think that we're looking at, I, I say that he's that right now because there's no one that's like really kind of wild and out there like that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I think that with Reginald, you know, knock on wood that they don't do any more fucking releases, but like we're just scratching the surface of what this guy can do. Yeah. And I think we're looking at like 2013 thug and 20 and, and Reginald right now. I, I really like this guy. And and normally 24 seven title segments, and this is like a title for anyone who doesn't know that has to be defended all the time, but those mm-hmm. segments that he's, he excels at those because he's just flipping yeah. he's doing, and they, even in matches, he's had matches with, with the women, which is rare and, and, and WWE. How does that with, go? exactly what what i mean he didn't he didn't actually like even strike the woman he was just yeah. doing all types of acrobatic stuff around her mm-hmm. and this stuff that you've never seen before and so like if i had to compare it i, I would say reggie reggie's really dope to me 
I didn't expect that one, but that one makes perfect sense when you when you really think about it. And yeah, I I think like you said, if he doesn't get released, I could see him as a future, maybe maybe a U.S. champion at some point. It may, it may not be a long reign, but I I think they're invested in him enough where they could put him there. And like now we look at Thug, we look at the investment in Thug from not only fans but these big entities. Where like yeah. the run from so much fun to Punk to now, him going on the, the late night show and yeah. just everything he's doing. Like it's yeah, it's. That makes perfect sense. So oh, yeah. great, great answer, man. I didn't expect that, but I like that. Um, I'm prepared, baby. Nobody ever asked me to do this shit. So whenever people ask, whenever people ask me to go on a podcast, I get super prepared and be like, I tell my friends, I got, I got to record on this podcast. They ask me to be, I have to show out. I can't be lazy. So I got to be prepared. Hey, man, we thank you for it. Um, I, I should have asked this earlier, but fuck, we can get back into a slight food conversation before we get into the real good stuff. So what do y'all feel is the most underrated Thanksgiving side? Cranberry sauce. Aside, yeah, cranberry sauce, most underrated Thanksgiving side. But it's sauce. not it's cranberry sauce, not a side. It is a side. Wait, I can wait, wait, it right wait, now. wait, 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 garnish. Nick. No, no, it, it's a side, bro. A side, it is a side. Yeah, uh, what is cranberry sauce garnish to you? The plate. It's commonly so barbecue served, sauce it, when it's on, on your plate is a side. We're both, we're both right. We're both right. We're both right. It's commonly served as a condiment or side dish. You can even you can have either or. <laughs> I, just says it's up, I just looked up. I literally just looked it up, and this is from a reputable source, Food Network. It is okay. a side and a condiment. I don't know what the fuck you're dipping in it, but yeah, <laughs> you can. It's solid. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I'm, making, I'm, to I'm making a. I'm making a cranberry sauce this year. And it's going to be, it's, 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 it, 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 yeah, it's going to be made out of real pecorino. Oh, so it can be that, or it could be the slice shit. We, we po, we was po. Listen, we had the <laughs> one with the it's can, the with the little can indents, hits. The ocean spray? Yeah. Yeah, yeah hits. I'm, it I'm hit. But it's good. I would never look at it as a side. You know, I'll say the most underrated side is, for me, I think, like, I like green beans. I, mm. it's my, that's my underrated side. Because, like, if you do green beans right, they low-key can sub. Like, if you don't have good greens, like, you can sub in the green beans, and I'm I'm just as happy. But, mm-hmm. you know, you got to have the the trifecta, which is mac, yams, and greens. Yeah. You got to have that on the plate. If that's Absolutely. not on the plate, I don't really know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Justin, I, J-5 is not into that. No, no, no. I, I like it. I, I tend to I, – I can't live without mashed potatoes, and I think that's because I watched too much TV when I was, like, a kid, and I was like, you got to okay. have mashed potatoes. Mm. Thanksgiving, they, the the pilgrims had it when I was like not, not knowing, <laughs> not knowing what the fuck was going on. But you know, I I think mashed potatoes are definitely like I used to tell my mom like it's not Thanksgiving if you don't have mashed potatoes. I say I still say mashed, it. mashed potatoes are solid. I just like never go to them. I like never yeah. go to that as a meal. Like if somebody made me a plate and it was on the plate, it's getting eaten. But like I'm never gonna go out of my way to construct my plate with mashed potatoes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Interesting. It's, nah. just that, it's that extra starch on the plate that's just like, what's it? What's this doing here? What's it? What's it adding? You know what I'm saying? The goodness, goodness, nigga. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Nah, I, I, I remember one year my mom made jalapeno mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving. Them shits slap, bro. <laughs> she ain't made them again since. I was like, nah, you gotta, you gotta run them jalapeno mash back. Nah, I, I need good. that. I need that recipe. I, yeah, I need bro. mashed potatoes often. Bro, they were they were elite. I think for me, and this might not be underrated, but I feel like people look at the stuffing as like a necessary complement to the turkey. So some people don't emphasize how good the stuffing can be. Bruh. 
Mm-hmm. My, my, my family makes some incredible stuffing, but I feel like generally through the world, like people look at turkey as a necessity. People, oh, stuffing, you got to have a turkey. But me, like if the stuffing is fire and I'm making a second plate, I'm making some stuffing without the turkey. That'd be low-key wow. the best, low-key the sleeper, right? Yeah. 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 So for me, it's it's the stuffing for sure. I know some people call it dressing. Justin, dressing. Are, 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 are. I'm on the dressing side. I'm okay. Dressing side. Justin, are you a stuffing or a dressing guy? I feel like you talked about this on the A show. I, I forgot what side you were on. What we make is kind of is kind of considered kind of like a dressing, but we call okay. it stuffing. Um, we're actually making, I'm making my dressing. My mother-in-law, we're kind of going at it mm-hmm. this year. She's making her stuffing, so we're gonna have two. Okay. So it's gonna be interesting. All that starch, like like you said, it's a lot of starch. So, um, I I love I I'm a purist. I only love what my people make with my <laughs> with, with, with my with my mom and my granny and my aunties and all that. They make it, and it's like the way I like it, and it hits the way I like, and that's what I'm recreating every single year. So this year is gonna be dope because I, I get to kind of cre- not only just create, you know, a a new um a new culture and, and just, you know, new traditions, you know, with, with my new family, but I get to taste different stuff. So uh, I could change, but right now dressing right okay. now, dressing. she's like, I already know her mom. I'm like, her mom's going to like knock my socks off tomorrow. So <laughs> good luck to you, my brother. Let's jump into this slide deck. Time to hear some tunes. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Justin, what song did you bring for us to play? This is last minute. I completely forgot. I'm so sorry because I, <laughs> I, was, I was in the middle of literally like I, you know, I was in the middle of, and I was like laying down. And then you say, hey, where's the song? I said, oh, fuck. I meant to send it with the email. <laughs> so, sorry, Kieran. My bad. Uh, I sent in Mariah the Scientist. Aura will definitely go down as my probably number one most played song this year on Wrapped. It's either that or Pay the Fine from slime language too. one of those they're, they're battling out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that <clears throat> not only is the Isley brother sample, just generational, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just a, a That's amazing. That's the word of the day. But the, but the, uh, the, the amazing part about it is just the songwriting and it's a beautiful song. Like if, if you were to just play it, you can just, you can vibe out to it. And it's, it's so short that you end up repeating it and not even realizing that you've played it 15 times. It's like an earworm. Like the, I think it's the drums. They remind me of like old Kanye shit. So I love the song. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard it, but I'm pretty sure you guys love it too. So Mariah the Scientist, Aura. Let's get into it.
L's. Like I said, the L's. She's she's singing the L's. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what you're feeling in your heart. We've been, I, I think like the, the whole EP kind of reminds me of just like really like fucked up situations I've ever been in. And it's like, man, it, you, it's it's crazy that you there's still music out here that like feels, you know, that really feels like that. Like yeah. catch all these L's and like, damn, she's she really speaking to me. <laughs> Not no more L's anymore though. Yeah, None of the W's, but yeah. you know. It's up and it's stuck for J5. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I feel you, man. I remember, I remember Yacht, like literally all of RNC was raving about this project. So, all right, let me tap in. And I played it and I was like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. 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 She's nice. She's nice. Um, so, yeah. No, dope, 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 dope record. Nick, you got any, you got any, I, I, I know when we first checked out Mariah, Nick, you were, you had some thoughts, some hashtag thoughts. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna let those. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a responsible revisit on the project. I've heard or I think or is a very strong record. Uh, I yeah, you know, I, I think J Five. I don't know how much you've listened to episodes prior, but when it comes to singing and vocals, I'm a little bit of a snob purist. Snob <laughs> is the word I'd use. He's a snob. Um, and so I'm, I guess I'm in the, in the space of, as a consumer of music where I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over like vibey vocals. I'm over the sort of just writing the beat thing. I want singing. I want singers to sing. Do, do you like, do you like Summer? Do you think, feel like she's like a singer or she's like more vibey? Here we go with summer again. I know that they. I I did see that they were like trying to cut your head off, but you yeah, know. <laughs> I, I I don't really care about them because this is what it is. So with summer, my preference for summer's music is her neo soul pocket. Her pocket. She's out of that with the new album. She's completely out of that now. I don't think so. I think unloyal is a very much so as saying I still do this. I still love this sound. And I'm going to lean into it with someone who's doing this probably better than me. And who's more on the nose with it and doing mm. it, getting the RA feature. Mm-hmm. So I think that summer is always going to have that. What I don't like is I've spoken about this is how they've sort of, you know, the vision of her when I first got introduced to her, it was like her being this sort of like quiet, awkward girl who's on sort of her singer songwriter, but it's like more, it's cool enough. You know, it's something that we can relate to it, singer songwriter capacity, right? right? You know, she's talking about stuff that we would talk about in the way we would say it but she has a guitar and so i was like oh she played a guitar she kind of sound like a you know she's in that that neo soul lane and i'm like oh she's one of the girls but like she's making a sound that's not this trap and b stuff and so as it became you know more commercial more trap and b i became more resistant to trying to be on the summer train especially when people are like oh my gosh she's so great she's so great i'm like no she's great but not on this pocket to me yeah. This is not the pocket that I prefer her on. And this is just all preferential, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think the project is is strong. I think after you, you don't know me is when the project starts for me. Everything else, I'm like, eh, it's okay. Um, the, and you don't the, like, you don't like no love? You're not feeling this, no love? That's No love is hard, bro. This is a song. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing to me. It was nothing to write home about. Like we've heard mm. SZA do better. Um, not that it was a bad verse. It was just a solid scissor verse. It was a neutral scissor verse for me. Mm-hmm. Um, neutral scissor performance. It was just, I mean, I'm not expecting craziness from Summer. So when it comes to that, like her, her pen is really, the stories is really where she resonates yeah. with people. You're not yeah. resonating because she's going to blow your socks off vocally, but like 
and I get that. I like, you know, I I, I can be an aware aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so but, are you fucking? Are you fucking with thirty? Well, oh, you know, a lot actually. <laughs> um, funny thing about that, I don't know if y'all have been seeing. There's this girl who's talking about like uh, Adele's team like stole the whole project idea, like, and she's making all these comparisons uh, to the project. Yeah, I'm not listening to that. Shit. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. You, you got to send it to me though. Yeah, I'm not believing that shit. It's I always... was looking. At, some of them was kind of reaching, but then some of them was like, wait, what? Mm. But whatever. That's an aside. Anyways, you, you know, you see how many damn songwriters and instrumentation and all the people that are on these albums, like somebody stole it. I don't think it was her. But no, I think yeah, it was... and, and that's people who say like, oh, Adele stole it just doesn't know how sessions work, especially with artists yeah. of that caliber. Yeah. Adele comes to the studio, they meet up and whatever producer says, hey, I had this idea for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have this. I was thinking about this. Remember, we had that conversation and then they go from there and then she mm-hmm. just gets on and starts singing melodies, whatever. Yeah. She's not like you know st- unless she is but um that's just typically not how sessions work and so yeah. hey, it's adele fault adele still just like y'all if i'm a producer if i'm a producer and i'm in a room with one artist and they they do some cool stuff and then i get in a room with adele and she smokes it who am i giving it to i'm giving it to adele like yeah. you know it's tough but it is what it is like who's gonna give me the bigger bag who gonna get my name more recognition Adele. So <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So uh, 30, 30 is uh for me it's uh it's refreshing, but it it's more vindication. And I was sitting about thinking about it. it's the America like doesn't even realize like soul music is our is the music, right? When people want to talk about timeless music and music that lasts, and people are like, oh my god, Adele's back, now I can go cry. It's soul and it's just straight on the head soul music, right? I, and I'm so a, it's go ahead. I'm gonna be honest. <clears throat> not to cut you off this is the first album I've, of hers i ever listened to okay. wow. so That's like fair. but i'm glad that it was this one because i know that the other ones don't sound like this <laughs> and so i'll also I... say too <laughs> also say too you know i'm big on not applauding people that don't look like us for doing things that we do in our sleep right so i'm not just it's not great just because it's adele doing it because you know there's i can let a laundry list of singers that can sing better than adele um and so uh, I think what I always like, you know, I'm in the space of now where I want music that is like our traditions being pushed to the highest heights that they can go. And I think an Adele is in that sense a purist and with that. And, you know, UK artists always give props. They always give props to yeah, where, they they source, where they source their material from. So yeah. you will never catch Adele not saying she wasn't inspired by Billy, Etta, Ella, you know, the, the Aretha, all these amazing singers. She'll, you'll never catch her not saying that. And so um i give uk artists a little bit more reprieve than i do um american artists that don't look like us mm-hmm. um, and so yeah I've, I've been enjoying that project um my little love that's that's my that's i was me. i was originally gonna make that the song but i was like nah it's too heavy i don't like, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, you, you might, might have me crying in here bro <laughs> you might as well, bro you might as well put the maybach music drop in front of a lot of like that song and a lot of other songs that shit sound like ross could literally just have sh- like like yeah, like back to it like yeah yeah so yeah. wow well good great conversation we got to from uh mariah or so <laughs> shout out to you j5 for doing that uh nick what did you bring for us to play i brought a joint from my brother that i've really enjoyed to see in the last let me say like three four years seeing his trajectory going up and up and getting him getting more recognition because 
he's an artist who I think he's, you know, came into the scene doing very on the head soul music, that retro uh, sound, that classic sound, and who's now sort of delved into newer things. He just released a project, which is Grammy nominated. Y'all. That's true. Uh, this is, the song is off the deluxe with another fellow Grammy nominated person who's been taking the industry by storm in the last year and a half. This is Summer Rain by Leon Bridges and featuring Jasmine Sullivan, produced by King Sullivan, King Garbage, actually, excuse me, King Garbage, Ricky Reed, and Nate Mercero. Yes, yes, yes. What you think about that, J-Far? You know, it's it's a little slower than my speed. You know, I like ignorant shit, but it's oh, really? <laughs> man, you got one mood. I mean, I, I, I'm so curious when people always start, you know, like, oh, they don't like slow songs. I'm like, dang, bro, what you do? So you be at, at you know 11 p.m. in the bed thinking about you know your past life, just listening to crazy stuff. I listen, listen to I, I, when it's like late. That's when I kind of t- tune it down. But it, I got different like moods you know what i'm saying like sometimes i like i, I do like listening to like older r&b and stuff like that or if i'm driving you know la traffic is crazy i'm listening to like rock music or something like that like i'm listening to alternative and shit that i used to listen to when i was a kid but like on a on a day-to-day like i'm not you know i'm not picking up slower stuff like that just on the regular you know what i mean like I, i'm definitely listening if i'm if i'm going slow i'm going the future or i'm going to something like that like it's not like his upbeat shit but like some of his more melodic shit like that like i'm not i'm just not i'm not going there but like if i do go slow i'm I'm usually going way back like h-town fucking total fucking <laughs> you know swv shit that's just that because that's what I, I like shit that reminds me of home like y'all gotta like realize like i moved away from like you know a place that was my safety blanket for years so when i listen to music i like to listen to stuff that reminds me of home and things that I listened to when I back I was back in my house. So like, you know, like I obviously have my preferences, but when it when I have to go like to that, I go to stuff that my mom listened to, like Prince gotcha. or something like that. Like I st- I stick in that cadence. So like to me, nothing else gets better than that. So and I think it's gotten worse 
as I've gotten older too. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing really breaks through my bubble. Like I, I told, um, I told somebody a year ago, I was just like, bro, I feel like Lil Uzi was kind of like the cutoff for me. Like <laughs> as far as like <laughs> accepting everybody, like that was really the cutoff for me. So like mm-hmm. a lot of things don't break through to me anymore. Yeah, that's good. There's a lot of good records out there that need, still need to be tapped into the classics. So that's ain't nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the dope record though. I mean, Leon is. I've I've been following for like you, I, you probably put me on to Nick too, to be honest. But uh, mm-hmm. dope vocally, Jasmine, of course, dope vocally. I love her. Um, love her. I was yeah. listening to uh, Hotels. I ran it back today. It's special, it bro. Top top to bottom. Because I, I did Sean listen Parker. to that, and I'm I. It was a project that I meant to go back to, and I I went back to, and it's really good. It's really it's good. I, just got, I I just got me in the mood, you know. What right. I mean? like, of course, of course, completely respect that. But uh, yeah, love Jasmine. She she's she not missing this year. So uh, salute to uh, to you for that record, Nick. Uh, me closing it off in honor of my guy J Five here. I got a record titled Johnny Five by the Big Bro <laughs> Yao G's, produced by A List. Let's jump into it. Can I have a time? With you Can I Make a dream Come true And can What can I This is excellence at its best My lady looking like decadence in the flesh my angel blessed with a set of heavenly breasts and the apple bottom. She looking devilish in the dress. My niggas gassing and telling me I'm the best. best. Fuck everybody that's thinking it's disrespect. I put my foot on their neck and hook up with the connect. 122nd and Lex got pills perp and he got pelicans in the nest at a level you'll never get. Shining like the bezel on the Patek. Wild and got a residence on the west. We back on our red and map. Mixing the Kush with the Shisha from Marrakesh. I'm blessed, nevertheless, finessing them with the flex. Who want tests? Go tell them they better. And fuck your verification, just get the check. Guillotine, fresh steps to the neck. What you expect? Come on, baby, you know the vibes. I'm pulling up, let me know if you down to ride. You see the souls in this ribbon, don't act surprised. Dead hit a couple of niggas, now I'm alive. I'm feeling like Johnny Five. Yo, baby, you know the vibes. I'm pulling up, let me know if you down to ride. You see the souls in this ribbon, don't act surprised. Dead hit a couple of niggas, now I'm alive. I'm feeling like Johnny Five. I wrote my first rhyme at 17 I'm still a fiend, flow kerosene I blow beats to smithereens I hit the scene, I'm with the team And sticky green, we stuck like figurines I'm high as the mezzanines I was listening to kissing beans Some simple things, some weird switch The skinny jeans and sipping lean The gap we clown yes, sir. That second verse has got the bars on that one yeah. yeah, yeah. I too, I too wrote my first verse at 17 <laughs> You suspect J5? I had a mixtape Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's deep in the internet though. You gotta like really try and find. It's deep, deep. deep. You gotta find that bitch. Like okay. I try, I tried to find the shit, and I still can't find it. I got a mixtape, bro. It was, it was a break. It was a breakup EP. Ah oh, man, man. Yeah. that'll do it. The L's. Yeah. The, the L's. L's. I love, I love the L's. Generational the L's. L's. Generational L's. I love, I love talking about. You gotta, you gotta talk about the L's, man. Make sure yeah. you're stronger, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, shout out to Yao. 
Uh, that was off his project. You're all welcome from 2019. Uh, definitely, definitely one of the standout records from that project. Love it. Like Nick said, that's that second verse is the peak, the peak of uh, one of the best verses on that project, to be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, his wordplay, his rhyme scheme. He's like, he's he's like, I, I consider him a rapper's rapper. Like how how J Five and I see Wale, and I think Nick sees Wale too. Like I would consider, yeah. I, I would put Yao in that conversation as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, shout out to him for that. Uh, really enjoyed that. So listeners, you can check out our slide deck playlist on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our IG bio or Twitter bio. And if you'd like to send us a record to play, hit us at StayBusyPod on IG and Twitter or email us at StayBusyPod at gmail.com. Now, before we get into our full interview with J5, as you all know, last week we introduced our new trivia segment, hip hop trivia segment. We're going to test J5's metal on some finish the lyrics questions, some true false questions, some multiple choice questions. My, my brother, you listen to a lot of music, but are you prepared for, <laughs> for this? No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're we going to start you off with a layup. So in the record, Floyd Mayweather by Thug, Gunna, Gucci, uh, Travis Scott, of course. Uh, in Gunna's verse, what did he take to the club with him? Damn, that's a good ass. <laughs> that's a good ass question. Oh, I'm about to play the whole song. Little bitch. VVS. <laughs> Take it to the, he took something to the mall. Yeah, but we're talking about what he took to the club. Oh, to the club, to the club, to yeah, the club, yeah, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. club. Uh, I keep thinking about the damn shit on his toe. That's 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 like the like the the ring on his toe. Oh, uh, Trump the top of the singing event. You bitches with me, they on my lane, they on that. A foreign, a foreign, yes, yes. Foreign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that was wow, very yeah. good, very very yeah. good. There you go, there you go. All right, so he's he's one for one. Now our, our guest last week, she did three out of six. So you're okay. You're, you're trying to get over half right, but at least tying half. I'm gonna I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna beat her. I don't know who you are. God bless you. I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> <laughs> Love the energy, Nick. You want to take the next one? Yes. All right. So, what were the titles of Young Thug's two solo songs on Super Slimy? Um, um, Kill Before and Cruise Ship. <clears throat> Oh, this Correct. Oh, oh, that's, that's, he's cooking early. That's, that's, that's his favorite classic. rapper, dog. That's my cla- yeah. Like I know this stuff. That's my classic. Like that's that's like a classic to me. Oh no, yeah. he's, he's cooking early. Oh, two for two. All right. This one might also be a layup, but but we'll see. So, what WWE announcer was featured on Wale's SmackDown slash Raw? Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole, Jim Ross. Jim Ross. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Three for three. Three for three. You're talking about one of my favorite people in the world and one of my favorite mm-hmm. rappers in the world. So, like, you know, it is what it is. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Which of these artists was not featured on Everybody Looking, Gucci Mane's first project upon being released from jail? Was it A, Drake, B, Young Thug, C, 2 Chains, or D, Kanye West? Who was two not featured? Two chains. Armand, you might have made these too easy, bro. I don't know. I or, I or he's that good. Or he's that good. I think he's just that good. I encyclopedia. Think he's that good too. Encyclopedia. Come on. Encyclopedia. I think he's just yeah. that good. 
up in okay. here. I tried to give him niche things about his favorite artists, but I think I should have went non-favorite artists. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Well, we're going to keep it going. So, true-false question. In in Hey Ma, it, it was at the 55th exit when Joel Santana said, damn, already we home. True or false? <laughs> 55th exit. <laughs> yeah, it was. True. Yeah, it was true, it was true. 55th exit, damn, when did we home? Now, let's get it on. <laughs> Dang. Well, well, all right. Well, let's let's finish it off and see if you go six for six. Finish these lyrics. Oh. I can be what you need, maybe more. Everything. Uh, I can be what you need, and you uh uh come to your senses. I'll use up my minutes to tell you that I can be. Is that it? It's you're close. Fuck. Give me, Hold on, hold on, okay, 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 say it again, say it again. I love this. I, I listen be, every single day. I, I can be what you I need, mean, maybe more. Maybe everything, more. everything. If you, it's if you, right? It's not you were, if you. You were closer before. What do you mean? I was close. I, I was. I got it. You missed. You missed the last part. You said maybe you'll come to your senses, which was right. Ah, uh, ah, uh, shit. I, when you put me on the spot like this, it's way, way harder. Uh, uh, oh, what you need? Hold on, hold on. Let me sing it. I can be what you need. Maybe it's not maybe you. I'm skipping a line, aren't I? You so I can be what you need. Maybe more everything. Uh, then, uh, maybe more. Is it maybe more? All right, we're gonna give it to you. Is maybe. it maybe more? Don't give it to me if I didn't get it. No, it's not maybe more. <laughs> what is it? It's maybe you'll come to your senses. Yeah. Which you said already. Right? You said maybe you'll come to your senses already. Right. Yeah. I'll use up my minutes uh-huh. to tell you that I believe you're a what? Uh, you are a rainbow. Exactly. You there are it a is. rainbow. That was it. That's the heaven. end of the sentence. Okay. Uh, that was hard. I thought I didn't know if I needed to do like a whole. No, no, whole no, 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 no. <laughs> No, we just we just wanted to see how far this is. You the first time you was rattling it off. I think yeah. you thought about it too hard. Give yeah. me my money. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I, we'll that, go five or six on that. Five or six. Five or six. Yeah. Five out of seven. Hey, that's good. Five point five. Five point five. Five. Give me. Give me five and a half. Give me five and a half. Give me. I don't. I, I don't feel like I got the whole thing. Give me five and a half. Oh, I'll I, take that. Five point five for the. I take five. that. Yeah, I'll take that. Well, excellent job. The standard has been set. So our next guest, you got to get over five and a half, meaning you got to go perfect on on this trivia. So shout out to J5 for setting that standard. Let's get into this interview, man. Um, You know, as we said in your bio, you you've had a great come up. You've done the editorial thing, much like myself. You have successfully transitioned. And I definitely want to get into, you know, the motivations for successfully transitioning. But, you know, uh, as we said, you when you attended VCU, you studied journalism you studied communications what was the inspiration behind studying that you know was it something that you were interested in growing up or was it something that you kind of found was it a major you transferred into like what made you want to do that when you attended VCU um I mean I wanted to write when I was a child um Mm. I was I was six years old and one of the one of the things they asked me to do in uh I think it was first grade was um write about your favorite breakfast food and i wrote about i love butter on toast still to this day i love butter and <laughs> jelly on toast strawberry jelly Smash. Smash. and <clears throat> i drew a picture and i wrote i love strawberry jelly this is how i make it and i and i did all of this 
and they were like he was just you know that he the teacher was like you know he's just so descriptive and he's just scripted to a level that no one has you know no one is in the class and i got an a plus and i was like damn i was easy i didn't like to me i was like I didn't, that wasn't even hard like mm-hmm. i'll do this shit <laughs> i was like can I, I was like mom can i get a job doing this and she was like yeah i was like i want to be this then so like I, I didn't want to be a policeman. I didn't want to be a firefighter. I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be like, you know, that, that's what would, that's what I wanted to be. So like when I was you know growing up, there wasn't, I didn't know that like radio and you know, shit like that was part of media. I didn't know that like, it's so like, you know, watching Martin, he's a radio host. I was like, ah, that's not what I want to be, but it's part of media, you know? So like, I was like, how do these people do it? And, and you know, it's, it's funny when you're a policeman, you're, there's always police in your face. When you're a journalist, there ain't that many journalists in your face on TV. There just isn't, you know? Yeah. So, like, I had to kind of define what that meant and what that was going to mean. And when I got to VCU, it was it was cool to see other people like me, but I knew what I wanted to do. And at VCU, it, it's very steeped into court writing and courtroom procedure and stuff like that. And that just wasn't what I was into. I think my senior my senior syllabus was I had to go attend courtroom sessions and shit like that. Let me tell you, I didn't go to not near one of them bitches. I, I skipped every <laughs> single one. I didn't go. You know, because at a point I was like, this ain't for me anymore. Like, I've been here for four and a half years and, you know, like, I, I, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And, and, I t- and you know, my, my teacher at the time, she, or my professor at the time, sorry, like, she was like, you know, I was like, you know, this, what they're doing on Twitter is kind of crazy. Like, it's to the point. It, it's right there. And this is 2009, you know. So, like, um, she was like, I don't, I don't know about that. That's not real reporting. And then where, where are we at now? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we do now. Like, you get all your information from from Twitter, you know, riots last year, the first place you went to was Twitter. CNN was getting shit from Twitter and Instagram, you know, like, and and I foresaw that. And I tried to leverage that as much as possible into an editorial arm for myself, as well as now a marketing arm. And and me understanding that from, from that far ago, let me, let me to where I'm at, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And so what, how, how did you make that initial contact, contact with, complex in the hundreds because you know i can speak as someone who's pitched complex a bunch of times it, it ain't been easy for me and i know a bunch of other writers it hasn't been easy for them either right. so you know how, how did you make that initial contact and then uh, contact and then go to you know putting out some of their most trending some of their best content uh, well you know while you were there i i dm jayla puma <laughs> and you can't do that anymore you know like this is when the it was just so different then. This is this is twenty. Whew, when was my first one? It was around nothing was the same time. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. That was when I when I got on and um I DM'd them. <clears throat> I had a lot of the people there followed me. I think at the time Lauren followed me. Who we you know that's like my sister now. You know what I mean? And um you know a lot of people that were already following me because I was just I was a firebrand on there. I was literally just saying whatever the fuck you know and it was just early enough that people would pay attention and um i was doing some stuff for best of both offices at the time i was building a rapport i had interviewed like little dirk and ty dollar sign and a lot of other people at the time and i had got some really good connections uh on, on the west coast and um i dm them and i say hey are you guys look i was just like fuck it are you guys looking for for anybody to write i want to write for you guys and he was like yeah i think you're i think you're dope he put me on to sneakers and, and Lauren saw me, uh, I wrote the, the first thing for Complex I wrote was uh, 10, 10, 10 times Drake uh, was a fake sneakerhead or wasn't a real sneakerhead or something like that. <laughs> it was just real weird, you know, clickbaity article, list, listicle thing. And Lauren saw it and she was like, I, I, let me let me take him because I was originally going to be on sneakers. That was going to be my, my thing because, you know, I, you know, I'm in the sneakers, too. But yeah. um, but they took me to music and, you know, that was the that was my dream. You know, that was my goal when I got out of college was 
I want to work for Complex Magazine. I want to do stuff for Complex Magazine. That was the first thing that I did. And that was, you know, I look at everything I have done since then. It is, it's bonus. It's extra to me. Right. I, I'm, I'm extremely blessed to be where I'm at, but I'm extremely, you know, I, I always, I'm super thankful. Like, even though I don't always agree with what they do as, as, you know, a company, I'm super thankful for Joe and Lauren and, you know, and Sunil and everyone there who gave me that opportunity and Justin Charity, who I, who was like one of my real close friends. I love him to death. I'm Justin Charity. Let me tell you, he's not, a, he's not on Twitter or anything anymore. I, he, he left it, but he, he has a really cool show on, on Spotify, uh, the, the ringer the ringer Spotify thing called uh sound only. It's like a neon Genesis Evangelion reference. I'm so jealous of how that motherfucker writes. <laughs> I wish I was him. Like that's the one person in the world. I'm like, I wish I was this motherfucker. Cause he just does it. And it makes us look so easy. And it's just so natural. And this nigga got my name, but like, I'm like <laughs> he's just so dope to me. And you know, yeah. it, it, that's the one guy that I've always been a fan of. And, and for, for him to have that reverence towards me is just, it's a, it's a lot. It, it, it makes me feel good. Like, besides all the things I wasn't able to accomplish at Complex that I wanted to, that the friendships that I got meant a lot. Yeah. And, you know, you and I have had conversations before, you know, now that you've transitioned out of music journalism, you know, we've had conversations about things you wish you got. You wish you got that Young Thug cover story, yeah. you know, um, situations like that. Like now that you're in these incredible positions you're in, you know, working at, I don't want to throw out your job, job titles. But that's you know, fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. So Justin's currently at Riot Games doing his thing. They've, they've had a bunch, a bunch going on things. That I don't even fully understand, but it's just so dope to see you in your element, happy with what you're doing. But, so you know, looking back, do you have any regrets? Is there anything that you wish you kind of did differently with the whole journalism thing? You know, things that you, things that you still want to make happen. I was happy to cultivate black men to show them that they could do this. I was happy to do that. I was happy to, for Cam, for you, for Meals, for Robbie, um, for everyone, even Josh Pease, like for everybody that I was able to uplift and say, you can do this shit. Come on, let me just get you a check. Let me get you paid, you know? I was happy to do that. I feel like God, I've always felt like this, like God was like, put me on earth to help people. You know, that's been my calling. Cause whenever I've done that, I've gotten it back 10 times, whether it be seeing someone successful, like you Armand, or, or cam or, or anybody, you know, I, I think thug said it way better than I ever could. He says like, you know, sometimes you got to take the assist and let your dog hit the big shot. You know what <laughs> I mean? That that line, I want to get, you know, that line to me, that's me. When he, when he says that shit, I'm like, that's that's the fucking truth. You know what I mean? Because I can't I can't rise if I don't help y'all out. Th this shit can't keep going if I don't help y'all out. So like as far as regret, I can't have regret if y'all just keep doing what y'all doing. And, and Armand, one day you'll be the biggest writer and you'll say, ah, fuck this. And you'll do something else. Mm -hmm. And I'll be completely happy for you because I'm I feel you. I know I know where you're coming from, you know? My, you know, I used to say my regret obviously was that I didn't get the Young Thug cover, but the motherfucker knows who I am, you know, and, and, you know, I know that I was able to do that and be the first to do it. And, you know, whatever came after is just, is just is what it is, because you know why I'm happy now? Because Robbie gets a cover. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and he's a double XL and he gets the freshman cover and he's been doing that for four or five years strong. I feel like I won too. I buy it every year. When it's the freshman cover, I just bought the joint he had with Wale. That was, you know, he did a great job on that interview. Like, yeah. I love seeing niggas win. I love me and me and me and Pease was in the in the trenches. You know what I mean? Like, I worked with him, and I got let go for going to Raw. 
he was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's my brother too. Like I, we were just, I was just talking to him. I was like, I always want to work with Josh because the energy he has is energy to success. That, that success, it, it rubs off and that's what it is. And that's what RNC really is to me. You know, it is, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta teach what's taught. You know, you gotta, you gotta, t- I was taught this by people higher than me. You know what I mean? And then our, and then, you know, one of my, one of my good friends, Rayvon said, you know, one day I'm the big brother. And then one day you're going to be the big brother yeah. and age, age don't matter. Our, our situations are going to flip. Our, one day you're going to flip with me. I'm, I, I can't be here forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't keep you from doing what you want to do, Armand. If you want to be like, I, I, I can't do rewriters anymore. I want to do this thing over here. I'm like, all right, cool. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Like that's, I, I can't, I can't hold y'all to anything, but I can't, be mad if you want to be successful on your own terms you know like so as far as regret like i I, i'm just so happy now bro (laughs) i regret nothing man like for the first time in seven eight years since i moved here i'm fucking happy i i got everything i ever wanted in life honestly that's amazing amazing, where do you how do you personally define peace for yourself because it seems like you you know quiet (laughs) no no, it, it seems as if you you've really gotten to a point and I'll add this too, is, you know, it seems like you've gotten to a point where you're at peace with the decisions you've made, the circumstances that have, you know, things that have played out that were maybe on the goals list that didn't get crossed off, but there's a sort of satisfaction and contentment that's been derived from seeing other things happen that you probably didn't even plan for, but that have given you that peace and that joy. So like, how do you personally, you know, derive peace from everyday life and what do you, how do you seek it out? I like to say like for a long time, I really find joy in everything because I was always hustling you know I can remember a year where me and my my best friend Eric we we went to comic-con and every single day of comic-con we we were like we got to interview this person we got to cover this we got to go to this panel we was hustling hustling I literally broke out into hives because I just didn't sleep and all I did was work there was no peace you know what I mean and I I had always said I'm gonna keep working until I don't gotta freelance anymore and then when I finally got a job where I didn't have to freelance anymore, I'm still running and running and running and ripping and running. You know what I mean? And, and my mom always says, you just never slow down. When are you going to slow down? You know, and I had to find joy in, you know, something in life, you know, whether it be joy with my fiance, who, you know, I, I love so much or my dogs or my friends or my wrestling podcast that like has just been doing really good. You know what I mean? I had to find joy in something and be content with what I have, like, I have a real big issue, y'all. Like, I can't ever appreciate what I've done because I'm always like, next, I, I got to do something next. You know what I mean? Like, I, the, the, the job's not done yet. I got to keep going. You know, I've never been able to, to just sit still and be happy with what I've, what I've done. And in this past year where I've had to literally do nothing and slow down, I had to be like, oh, man, you did do that. Oh, fuck. Like, wow, you, you really did. Like, not like it, it really hits you when, when you have people on the outside saying like while well, they'll say it or somebody say like I'm happy with what you've become and it's like damn like you really saw me when yeah I, I had no job and I was trying to you know do this and this and this like you know it it it, it really hits you at that point so like peace to me is, is is really being content with with the things that I've done I used to get so fucking worried about what everyone else was doing and feeling like I wasn't doing enough and that was yeah. way back in high school when people were like wow. getting like valedictorians and they were like doing all this stuff, I was like, I, I, I didn't get a 4.0. So when I'm, when I'm, when I'm in college, I got to do it. I got a 4.0 one semester. And I said, well, 
well, I don't get a, a prize, <laughs> you know, nothing, yeah. nothing happens for it. You know, I, I had to, I had to, I had to really just sit down and be content with the shit that I've done. Like I've done a lot of really good stuff and only now at 33, haven't been able to sit down and say, damn, Justin, you really lived a really great life, you know, and, and that's peace to me, you know, that, that's that, that, that's peace. Yeah, man. A lot of people don't talk about, you know, when we talk about like high achieving young man and high, high achieving young black man, there's that sort of like empty void um, in when you achieve the goal, sort of like it not being what you thought it would be. It's like, you know, when you're yes. grinding, you're hustling, freelancing, like, yo, I can't wait till I'm done freelancing. Yeah. And then you have the job and you're like, dang, well, I, I can't, I'm still working, but I'm not freelancing, bro, but bro, it just never I, ends. And that's why people I had, say it's the journey, you know, exactly you have to find like, joy in the journey itself. I had what people would consider dream jobs. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I, but I'm not there. <laughs> you know, I'm not up there. So it's not really good to Where's me. Where's there? Yeah, exactly. There? I don't, I don't keeps know. Moving. Yeah. It's <laughs> like my, there, my, you know? my, my thing is, 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 is lessening the goalposts for myself, you know, not yeah. make it, I, I have such a high, I have such a high uh, expectation of myself that it's sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> to a point where it's like, I, I just can't, like, I'm, I'm always, I always have to do something. Like, even, even with, even with, with wrestling, I'm always like, damn, I, we could, why, why aren't we just getting this? And then it finally happens this year. And it's like, Oh, cause I had to go through this to, to see, to appreciate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to, yeah. had to I, I'm, I'm at UMG. I'm like dream fucking job. I'm doing everything in the world. That's always, always when I'm working at a label, it was a nightmare. <laughs> it was it was a nightmare you know it was i it, it, you know i i had to leave and, and honestly i found the most peace when i left music when when i finally said i can't do this shit no more you know what i mean like i i didn't want to lose myself still chasing the cover <laughs> still chasing director of anr what i wanted to do at one point I, I i gotta stop chasing that shit and just do what what is right for me and what's right for me is like when i was a kid i used to make video game magazines out of loosely paper and staple them together and i would make oh. up my own video games and i had i'm one of the joints i was like i'm gonna make a friday video game and i, went, and I wrote out and scripted it out and i get to work at a place where people and, and players are appreciated and where you know that my job appreciates me and what i do and and, and you know i say i, I want to work on diversity and inclusion stuff and they say go do it bye you know what I mean? Like, and, and working in a place that cares about their players and cares about their employees and cares about all of that stuff. Like I'm there now. And, you know, as soon as I left, it was a breath of fresh air. And so that imposter syndrome that I had, it went away, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, yo, I'm, I'm really here now. So, you know, it, it, your dream job ain't always the dream, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it yeah, just no. is it, you know? Yeah, so it's a lot. Also too, uh, this is my last one. I'll say you sound, you know, a lot of things are coming up is about purpose and, and passion and, and, knowing that you're in the right space talk us through that moment that that flip of the switch when you said you know what it's not music it's something else and yeah. how you coached yourself through those moments you know because I think myself included you know it's been a, a season of me you know really reflecting on who am I what am I trying to do what's my lasting mark on the world right. given the passions that I have the things that I want to do right um, and me and Armand have been having these really existential life conversations because you know, for lack of a term, you know, we're young, we're not old, but we're not kids, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So we're like, you know, we got to be efforting towards something. What's, what's the plan? What's the vibe? So when you were in that moment of transition, the seasonal change, how were you coaching yourself? That's a great question. Um, <clears throat> what's funny about, what's funny about where I'm at now is that I applied there and interviewed there last year and I didn't get it. <laughs> 
and so I, I said, I'm just, I told my fiance, I'm just going to be stuck in music forever, huh? Right. I picked up the caffeine job and I said, I guess from caffeine, I'll get a couple of like tech things on my resume and I guess I'll just go back to a label, you know? And, and, and when, when I started applying again, I was like, let me just start applying to other places. You know what I mean? And I started getting hitbacks <clears throat> and I started getting, you know, callbacks and stuff like that. But it was still that sense of like, I, I don't know if they, you know, they say your resume is so great, but you've only worked in music for seven, eight years. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always the, you look great, but it's like, I don't, how does it translate? You know? And, and then when, you know, when I got the call back, you know, uh, last summer and they said, you know, you don't even worry about it. Just, just come back. We, 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 we found a spot for you and, and thank God for that. Like that was, that was a blessing, but it was like, again, I had to go through that. I had to slow down <clears throat> and figure that out. So in that moment of transition, it's, it's always a sense of, am I good enough? Yeah. And I think one thing that that really gave me a lot of PTSD, and I and I think that you know I'm, I'm very open when I talk about this, and I'm open to talk about it to anyone. Like I have a really big PTSD with working at UMG and being let go in such an unceremonious and, and fucked up fashion that it left me jaded to the fact that maybe because as you go up higher, I'm in corporate now, you know. So as you go up higher as a black man, you start seeing less of you, you start being less of you. You know, so I'm like, I can't be myself. I'm just going to be stuck here. I'm going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I lost myself. I had PTSD from, from my experience working at a label. You know what I mean? So like, and, and, you know, everywhere I've been at, I've been let go for lies and things that I've said that I've never, I've never said before. Fucked up stuff. They, I've been, I've been blamed for leaking information for something I've never leaked before. And then it, it came out that I didn't do it. And everyone was like, you should sue them. I'm like, no, nah, nah, I can't do that. Cause it's anxiety. It's like, I could, you know what I'm saying? You have that anxiety. You're, you're frozen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been in so many fucked up situations that I'm just like, when am I going to win? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, when am I going to fucking win? I've never had it easy. You know? So like, but when I, when I, when I, when I thought of it, like, you know, this is a journey and, and everything that I do positive for other people and for myself living better, you know, attempting to, and, and not giving up, you know, I never gave up. I never gave up myself. Like, bro, when I moved out here, I was on the streets for a second, literally out of my car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a, a close friend of mine, fuck him. You know, I known him for 10 years before I moved here. He kicked me out. I had nowhere to go. I got here, that dream complex job. They said, come on out to LA. We got something for you. I got here. They have nothing for me. I had to literally scramble you know what I mean? So any, I looked at it like anything you're going through right now, Justin, ain't nothing like you went through in 2015, 2016, 2017. You got support. You got friends. You got people that love you. You got people that look up to you. Got to stay strong, but you also got to talk about it and let them know. So like, you know, I, I look at it as like, when it was that time of transition, you know, chance favors the prepared, man. You had to be prepared. I got to be prepared for it, you know, like, and, and I, once they gave me that chance, I killed it. You know what I mean? Because they saw that in me. And, and, you know, I, I think of it as only God that like put that in my, in my path, man. And, and that's really what it is. Are you a plan writer? Did you write, are you like a goal writer? Do you write things down? No. Is that your thing? No. <clears throat> I'm terrible. I'm terrible at all things structure. Okay. like that's why i i love my my boy jameel meals uh rayburn like he is the guy that, that is that for me like i'm terrible at planning i my 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 uh calendar is up here <laughs> so like this like when you guys are emailing me like i was like hey, i knew what day <laughs> but, like i wasn't gonna write that shit down 
I was like, I knew it there. Well, I was gonna write that mm-hmm. shit down. But you know, but that that's me. I'm 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 always thinking two weeks ahead, three steps ahead. Again, my fiance hates this. My mom hates this. But it's like think now. So I'm like in 2022. My whole thing is be in the present, mm-hmm. <laughs> not in the not in the six months from now. So yeah, yeah. So let's let's my my last music question. Now that you're out of it, what's your perspective on journalism? What's your perspective on these labels your perspective on the music game as a whole being on the outside looking in and and like you you still share your takes on twitter here and there you're still connected but you're not working in it so how do you feel you, about everything let me tell you i'm never out y'all y'all wink that's just the wink <laughs> i'm never out just let you know that just be patient i'm never out but <laughs> um it's, we in a, we in a, we in a, we in the end times, man. <laughs> we, in a, we, in a, we in a dark, dark period. So and this funny. is coming from some, and, and this isn't something where I waved off people in 20, 2006, 2007 for hating soldier boy. This isn't when I waved off people saying mumble rap because they thought mumble rap would take over. It didn't, like I said, it wouldn't, it was still real music still sells. But my thing is, is that <clears throat> there's just such a lack of attention to the music now every week. Can you tell me what released last week? One Adele, th- Adele, that's it, right? Bryson Tiller. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> where is the event releases? Where where is that? The only event releases you got left is Kendrick. That's it. Yeah. Everyone else has come out. Taylor, Drake, Adele. Uh, you can say Future's an event release. People, he he's he's extremely popular. That's it. Those yeah. are the only like event release. Jay Z is event release. Beyonce obviously is event release. That's it. There are no more. It doesn't feel like it's an event anymore. And I think that for all the people who were who were like fear mongering music dying in 2005, they're like jerking off feverishly right now because they're like, yeah, we're right. I'm like, you you were never right. It's just it's just what happens. Like music is, is, is cyclical for sure. For sure. It's cyclical. We're in the really fucked up part of it where it has to go down before it comes back up again. Like the like the period where like after Eminem kind of just stopped doing shit, it was like this weird period where it was like T.I. and like Rick Ross and everyone else is like retired. Like we're in that period now because I don't see stars. And I think that like what's crazy a couple years ago, I said, who who's going to be Drake when Drake's done? And I said, and, and don't 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 kill me. Don't kill me here. I said, oh, it could be Chance. Then Chance burnt out. A lot of people who thought that. So it's OK. A lot yeah, of people no, thought I, that. I, not that I liked his music, but I said it could be Chance because he had that connection. He yeah. burnt out. He's done. Okay, he's finished. Who's the next Drake now? Kendrick ain't going to be here forever either. And he's the type of guy that takes a lot of time. Now we see he's the type of guy that's going to take a lot of time before he comes back. So we're not going to get that much. We're, I never thought we would get that many, as many Kendrick albums as we, as we would Drake. They're just two different. Can we stop that beef, by the way? Can we stop comparing these two? It's weird. It's very it's weird. Stop sense. it. They don't want that. The reason they've never beefed is because it doesn't make sense to even mesh their, their, you're cutting off your money because there's there's Kendrick listeners that listen to Drake and there's Drake listeners that listen to Kendrick. They would never cut their money off by doing some shit like that. The mm-hmm. difference between that and Jay-Z and Nas is that their their fans were diametrically different. Nas had no white fans in 2001. Jay-Z had a lot of white fans in 2001. Partially the reason why he won is because he used that to, to a leverage to say, I'm going to get Lenny Kravitz. I'm going to get all these people in Blueprint too. But that's completely besides the point. Um, <laughs> but I, I think in terms of like the music game, streaming has fucked everything up. Let me just be clear. Like streaming can, you can do no wrong, but the positive, the, the silver lining is that 
partnerships is how artists are getting their money merch yeah. uh book deals uh food deals, all that shit. <clears throat> uh, these companies are ready to, they're ready to, they're, the business is, is open. They're ready to work with rappers. We've never seen that before. The only niggas that wanted to fuck with us was Sprite. <laughs> but I, be clear. The only <laughs> That's so Sprite. true. That's the only people that fucked with us was Sprite. It's Sprite Cranberry, Sprite Remix. It was niggas, <laughs> niggas all us commercials. Now oh we, get, we get in BK meals. Listen to me. How many times have you heard getting to it, yeah, from Doja Cat in the past two weeks, nigga? A lot. A lot. A lot. That's one of my songs of the year, by the way. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> A lot. I know Nicki Minaj kicking herself in the ass right now because the song is the, the, the partnerships and the deals. Doja got an Applebee's commercial. They won't fucking with niggas, man. Yeah. Is Doja a nigga? I don't know. But they won't fuck with niggas. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, they're fucking with us. And that's the silver lining is that we're getting partnerships and deals. Twitch, Epic Games, they fucking, they're fucking with us right now. They love us right now. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, that's, it's the give and take. So if streaming can come in line, I love that the sales are low. Because it's proven who's really listening and who's not listening. That's I think it, I think it, I think a million... Uh, I think a million motherfucking sold first week greatly overinflates how much interest is in is really in your album. That's why when you look at the adult numbers, is everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's crazy!" But I'm like, "But look at that streaming though. Why isn't she resonating in the streaming people? She should probably look into that because the streaming numbers are gonna get lower and lower and lower for her. Whereas the physicals could do what does physicals do? Six hundred. Uh, and that's vi- might that's have been a little higher. Yeah, like might have been a little higher. Than that, yeah. like six, and it ended up being 800 rounded out mm-hmm. with the streaming. Why is the stream so low? So how what can people do to, to connect to that? Is she grabbing an older audience? Like what, what, what's going on? But I, I look at the streams, I'm like, those streams are mad low. Especially mm-hmm. like she could, I thought that she could have did a million, but I, when I looked at it, I said a million in a week is dead. It's not happening. It's dead, it ain't happening no more. You can't do bundles no more. And then you just, and, and another thing is like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much you guys touch him. Though. Like, you had another guy that could have did that in Travis. He was poised to do some numbers like that. He cannot do that no more. So, again, we've lost another person <laughs> who could have potentially slotted into that, whether we like his music or not. Again, he was a star. 2022, we probably not going to see that nigga at all. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. And, and that's scary. And, that, and that's fucked up to me. You know what I mean? That's fucked up to me because there, there should be more people taking the blame for that situation. But journalism in itself... I applaud you, Armand, for still finding a, a, a writing bag. I applaud Robbie for still finding a writing bag. I'm going to tell you this right now. Get in the escape pod, bro. <laughs> get into the escape pod, bro. <clears throat> it's too many niggas. It's too many. Mm. It's too many. Of, it's too many. There wasn't that many. You know what I mean? There wasn't that many at the time. And I think that they, everyone writes. You don't write. I'm not talking about you. Everybody writes the same. It's all like Ernest Baker write-off. You know what mm. I mean? And, and, you know, Ernest Baker did the very self-involved journalism. So it was his story. Then it was the artist story. So many people did that. And, and, and my issue also is that, like, there's way too many white people writing about our stuff. Bro. Oh, man. There's way <laughs> too many white people writing about our experience. Like, I, I don't take too much stock in, like, uh, in album reviews. But, like, that Pitchfork Punk review was just, like, sickening. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you, man. I, I feel like when I feel like when 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 white journalists are uh when white journalists are done with an artist that they've championed for so long, it's because they've fallen out of the what they like in the undergroundness. 
I don't think Thug is, I think Thug is actually a better rapper than he was six years ago. He's getting better. 100%. He's trying, he's trying new things. He's, he's trying to reinvent himself. But they're saying that, but in their view, it's like, oh, he's just talking about the same thing over and over again. It's not, it's not really different. I'm just like, well, you fuck with West Side Gun and all the mother. You don't you know go places like, where you hear Thug outside. That, exactly. That'd be the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I think it's funny the way that, that they, 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 you know, white people, but it's, there's way, way more white people writing about us now. And yeah. like, that's why I love seeing like black people write about Wale. I yeah. love seeing black people write about well, some people write, some black people write about Drake. And it's just like, I, I got the wrong niggas to write about him. Like there's, there's a way to write about him. <laughs> if you want. There's no, now here's the thing. There's a lot wrong with him. There is a lot wrong with him, but there's a nuanced way to write about it. You know, yeah. like, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, Drake should probably take a longer break and think about his music more. You know, I, I really, I really do. Like, even if CLB was like one of my favorite things. Yeah, COB was like one of my favorite joints of his from a very long time. I, I was not a fan of Scorpion that much. Um, I, I thought that the Dark Lane was whatever. I was like, that was I didn't take it seriously. But it's like, I, I think he could take a break. He could take a break. He because should. the thing is, he can't he can't keep saving, he can't keep saving the game. He's not going to. He's not gonna take a break, but he could take he could think about his music a little bit more. I thought I, I thought the rollout for this was kind of wonky too. Like I, I didn't like any of the rollout for the, for any of it. But there's a there's a nuanced way to do it instead of saying Oh, he's just talking about all the money that he has. I'm like, nigga, y'all review niggas that talk about this. Oh, there's no one talking about pain. There is no one talking about pain, except maybe Kendrick. Yeah, or, yeah. or you know, Kanye let somebody else write about his pain. But that's just my soapbox on music. You know how I get about, I get Rain Man <laughs> about that shit. But I, 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 I will say shout out to all the music writers. There's, there are, you know, no offense to anybody. There are too many of you. We need a lot more of you in social. We need a lot more of you in, in, in creative aspects and copywriting and yeah. and um a lot more we need you in those because that's where the money is and that's where it's going to be partnerships and deals branding is yeah. brand management that's where the money is you cut your teeth in the, in the writing stuff and then you, and then you say okay how can i leverage this with what i know and and you know i said that to everyone start looking at start thinking about the next step because there aren't too many like superstar writers anymore yeah. and that's because there aren't too many places that even take writing you know what I mean? And and what and I I started leaving when the check started started slowing up and it started getting less. And I was like, I just couldn't do it. So shout out to everyone who's still finding a way to do it. Consequence of sound is crazy. I didn't even know that they, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, this nigga Armand is hustling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was Thank but you. I was like, but I want my awesome. I want my brother to get as many bylines as possible, get you a fucking tight portfolio. And then when it's time to move on, say, I've done this, I'm ready to move on to something else. And that's that's my advice to you. That's the energy, bro. <laughs> you, you preaching. You preaching. Um, we, we've heard the marketing mind come out a bit. Now, again, I don't want to hold you too long. I've got, got a couple more questions, but we've heard the marketing mind come out in certain things that you've been saying. So what was that transition like? And what would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've had to learn working in, in marketing? Because because you, you apply it to a lot of the things. Like when you talk about wrestling, you apply a lot, a lot of the marketing ideals in that. When you talk about music, when you talk about really anything, and you're into sneakers, anime, movies, like literally, like I don't know how you have time for all the things that you're aware of. It's kind of crazy to me. But like, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned in in, in marketing? Um, that, that there's there's always so much to learn that I'm still learning about marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I Arcane launch for 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 us. Netflix show was crazy, but there was so much I, I learned, you know what I mean? That I still didn't know, you know, yeah. just about how to, how to, but there was, but I was also in a, in a position where I could teach too. Um, I, I think my biggest transition is also for, from that was that like, when you're a writer, you're taught, you're always taught that you're, that all your ideas are not, you're, you're not, you're not precious about these ideas. They can always be changed. 
that's even tenfold in marketing. Like you could, you could be in a, in a scrum, a marketing scrum or a meeting with a lot of people and give out 10 ideas. You won't get one, but mm-hmm. there's people there that are going to help enhance your idea because they know more than you. So it helped me, it helped me be able to take constructive criticism and give it a lot better. Um, I, I think that, you know, essentially when, when you think about that type of transition from one to the next, how do you apply those? So I think, okay, well, I know how to talk to people. So damn, why couldn't I know how to community manage? That's one part of social. I know about how much impressions do because I look on my own Twitter account and I say, how many people fuck with this tweet? I want to see how this works. We, we have a, everyone gets, it has the, the analytics dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, Twitter gave that to you for free. That's, there's programs that I use that cost thousands of dollars a month, a month <laughs> that mm-hmm. they give us the, these, but we have it for free. You know what I'm saying? So like, how do we, how do we look at that and compare it to what, what, what worked and what didn't? Um, it just, it's made me more of an analytical mind, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think that that's, that's the coolest part about it. And one thing I love about marketing is that I've always been doing it. You're doing it. When you retweet your article, you're, you're doing it. When you, when you, you know, it's find the perfect time to drop your piece. You're doing it. You, you're finding the perfect time to drop this podcast. You guys do video portions of it as well, which I think is really well done. And it's, it's ahead of the curve because right. you should always do video when you put something out because people will look at a tweet and keep on. That's what they'll do. That's what they'll do. But keep scrolling. You know what I mean? Like they, they you know, even on Instagram, you know, so yeah. it, it, it teaches you new strategies and, and new ways to do this. So, um, yeah, I, I there's so much stuff I've learned from it so much and, and, I, and I'm still learning. And that's that's why I love my job. I wake up every morning and I do not dread going to work anymore. And as, wow. a, as, as an adult, when you don't dread doing that anymore, that's when you know you found your, your place. So that's good. And on on the topic of starting your own thing, RNC, which we've we've talked about a bunch, we talked about meals, we talked about Cam, Mark, uh, Jamal, Robbie, everyone, like that 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 brainchild you had that's grown into what it's become now, where the A show is interviewing Big E, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Bianca Belair. We got the Lookout, their own channel with Big Eyes and and all the other shows on the Lookout. We got RSPN. Everyone's doing their thing, and it's it's grown to this major conglomerate, like. What advice do you have to people who are starting the, their own thing? Like, what advice do you have with finding the right people to work with? Because, you know, at the time when I discovered RNC, which was in 2019, when I started following you on Twitter, like, I was genuinely, like, in awe of you and Meals and what you what you two were doing. And then the fact that it was so easy for me to kind of just get involved and, yeah, start fucking with me and me getting the show was like, oh, wow, this is dope. But when I got involved and saw how the A show was moving and how everything was moving, I was like, damn, like this is something where I got to bring my A game. Like I can't come in and just coast. Like I have to, I have to bring it because everyone else is bringing it. So how, how did you vet the people that you brought into RNC and like kind of maintained that energy where everyone is like, nah, like we got to keep, keep like pushing and building. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it started as a, it started as a group me and then a Slack channel, you know, and, I mean, Mark to Mark, I love Mark so much. He's, he's like this. He he's the band. He is the he's the um he is the banner example of of how we've gotten to be this way. Cause he's somebody that I saw on, on Twitter and I said, he's funny as hell. I see something in him. I think he could be great. And you you just meet people and you vibe with them. You know, and some people in RNC don't don't work out and they're not there anymore. You know, you just wouldn't know it because the way we handle it is really professional, but there's some people that just aren't there, you know, and it just because it just doesn't work. But we have a culture, you know, and the culture is you uplift your brothers and you teach what's taught 
and you don't run off one game, you listen, you hold each other accountable. And I think that's the perfect part. If there's somebody in that chat that can't hold, be held accountable, or at least admit that they need to be held accountable, then, then that's, 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 you know, you're not fitting there. And what I want to teach my brothers is, and that, and, and everything we do in there is stuff that I've learned from where I've worked at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything we do in there is something I've learned. Like we have an RNC deck that I had created, you know what I'm saying? That we, that we, that we give out to people, you know, like this shit that I've learned in eight marketing agencies. Um, I, I vet them just by my feeling, man. I, I think again, like that's my purpose in life, man, is, is to, is to be able to feel out people. And I love to add somebody new every year. You know what I mean? Just to say like, Hey, let's, let's, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's add somebody cool. You know what I mean? And I, I look at people, I look at their, their worth. I see that they're not fucking thirsty. <laughs> um, but I, I look at, I look at them as people as, as like, you know, this is somebody that I could call my family. Like, cause honestly, like my mom was just saying this to me today. She was saying like my, my granny used to say like, you know, my friends are my family. You know what I mean? And I said, well, that's, that's been my life. I, I don't have family out here. I have y'all, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I have y'all. There's people that I've never even met. In per- I've never met meals. I've known meals for almost 10 years. I've never met him in person, but that's like my brother. You know what I mean? And I, I talk to him every single week. I talk to him more than, you know, a lot of my own family members, you know? So this is my family and, and I'm blessed to have them. And I think that the reason we work so well is because I, I, you know, it was, it was fated. I believe in fate. Like it was, it was fate that it happened. But I think for anyone else to do that, you gotta, you have to, you gotta go with your gut and don't. And if, if you see something wrong, you see something not right, you cut it off. You have to cut it off because the only way this works is if people want to work, you know? So like there's people in RNC that don't have podcasts, but they said, we, we set up up front. Like if you don't want to do it, just don't do it. You know what I mean? But they support us still. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Brian doesn't have a podcast on, on our, you know, my, my, my homie, Brian doesn't have a podcast on our, on our shit, but he's still in the group, but he supports us, you know? So like Jamal at one point didn't, you know, Robbie at one point did it, but they support us because we're brothers and that's what we do. And I look at them as brothers and, you know, any, anyone that you, you bring into your family, you vet them heavily and you make sure that they, they have all the virtuous things that you want. If you are, if you are shifty dude, you're going to have shifty people around you. <laughs> if you are, if you're a real person, you're going to have real people around you. And I think that everybody from fucking Mark, Ty, Josh, Robbie, Jeff, Jamal, uh, fuck, who am I missing? I want to be Matt, be Matt, uh, Rob, uh, shit. Nelson, <laughs> Nelson, fucking, I can't even like the A show ones even longer. Like it's, yeah. it's just so many people <laughs> I talk to so so much. Like I, I love them so much. I, I love I love all of y'all, especially you, Armand. Like I love all of y'all. You know. Thank so, you, bro. Yeah. Love you too, big dog. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is my dog J Five Johnny Five. Thank you, thank you so much for pulling up on the show. Thank you for the insight. We probably could have gone another hour if you ain't have cooking to do and oh, I yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> And have a sick girlfriend to attend to. So, oh man, oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, again, man, thank you so much for the insight. Congratulations to you on everything that you are doing currently. Riot Games, successful launch of Arcane, and I know 2022 is going to be even bigger for you. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is the boy Armand. It's the guy Nick, the guy J Five. We hope you enjoyed your Thanksgivings. Hey, those leftovers don't last too long. Don't stretch oh, wow. them leftovers too long. All right. <laughs> You got like a three-day max, maybe four, but beyond that, don't push it too long. But, of course, we want to try to stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me. Oh, yeah. I've been out yeah, in the yeah. world, staying yeah, yeah. busy. Monday's 9 a.m. Monday's 9 a.m. Party with the gang. Tell a friend. Every week, tell a friend. Busy 
Man. I've been out in the world staying busy.